Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Have you thought about what you might be thankful for this year of gaming? Yeah, I got a couple ideas. Awesome. Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. Before we get started, we have some quick housekeeping to do. Housekeeping indeed. Okay, so if you are listening to this, this is the week of November 20th. Uh, That means it is the week of American Thanksgiving. Yes. So we will not be recording this coming week. So there will be no episode the week of November 27th. Um, We will be doing American Thanksgiving and other holiday things. So we will not have time to record. So no episode on the 27th. We will record an episode that will drop on the week of December 4th. That is the last episode for this year. We will resume our recording. We're going to take a couple weeks off and we're going to resume our recording. You will get your first episode. The Return of Pandas Mm -hmm. will be on the week of January 8th. Now, don't worry. We'll put some reminders out on social media just to remind you that we're coming back. Don't delete us from your podcast app or anything. We're not pod fading. We are purposely taking time off at the end of the year. We get into the holiday season and there's all these other obligations and it's just kind of dicey to find the time to record plus the time for Ryan to edit and all of those things. So we just take a little time off and relax, get a little breathing room, refresh the batteries so to speak. So we are not pod fading. Plan to be back in 24 doing what we do. Does that sound good? That sounds great. So what that means is that everybody is going to have a little pause while they get to accrue all of their gaming questions and send them to us so that as we start 2024, um, we'll just we can expand our list of topics even further and jump in. Yes. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. What do you get get a panda for Christmas, I think, is the question. And I think the answer is a gaming topic. Yes. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> send your send your presents. Um, anyway, uh, today's topic um, is very topical because American Thanksgiving is coming up. And while um, the history of American Thanksgiving is quite sordid, um, we're going to do our own version called um, game uh, Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, we will not be taking over somebody else's table and like kicking them out or anything like this is right. just, we're just going to, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to give thanks to the things in gaming through this year. Yeah. Because that's life carries on and changes and good things happen in gaming and things evolve. Yeah. And uh, like we played a lot of games. Yes. Um, we did a lot of gaming related stuff. I mean, we did stuff here on the podcast and all of those things. Um, so it's time to look back 
reflect upon the year 2023 and, uh, Let's see what we're thankful for. So this will be a lighter episode. We might tease out some GMing or playing advice in the middle of it. No promises that that's actually going to happen. <laughs> but so we are usually pretty good about, about teasing some stuff out along the way. So if we do that, um, we'll make sure to call it out as we are, uh, as we're giving thanks. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I think the first thing, thing that I am thankful for, and this is, this one's pretty recent, is that I have, I I can't say it's necessarily perfectly successful yet, right? But I'm very thankful because I have taken the first steps to put together an all-in-person game group again. Um, And I have high hopes that while it may not become a biweekly thing like my old group used to be, that it will be something that I can do with some level of consistency, at least to the consistency that we um, were aiming for with my last group, right? Sure. So just to work around everyone's schedule, scheduling is impossible. We're all adults. We all have children except Andy. Like, you know, it's it's just life these days, right? But the fact that I got to really play um, a game in person again um, after what felt like a very long dry spell to me um, was a really big deal. Yeah, tell me a little bit about this group. Tell everybody a little bit about this group. I kind of, I already know, I already know who they are, but go ahead, tell me. I don't, I don't know. You don't Uh, have to name, you don't have to name names, but like some of them are from your old group. Right. right? I'm taking some of the bits of my old group, the bits of my old group that were still in person, because of course, um, part of what has kind of led to the, the breakdown of that, that amazing group is that you know, we don't all live in the same place anymore, right? And that's just the a fact of difficulty of being online and all of those things. And then also people's lives have changed and evolved. People who were really reliable are not in a place in their life where they can be reliable anymore. Like none of this is anybody's fault, just to be clear. There is no blame happening here. There's just sure. life, right? And the fact that we really stuck it out as a crew for, I think what a solid like, six years probably I think is about where it was and and through COVID and all of that kind of stuff is pretty incredible and these are people that will be important to me for the rest of my life because I made really strong connections with them um, through gaming with them very intense games for that time but the fact of the matter is is that um, between life stuff and geographical stuff it is no longer reasonable to expect that to be the in-person group that it started off being, right? So um, I kind of collected um, people from that group um, who are still in the Denver area and um, a couple of folks that I went to college with um, who have mainly played 5th edition D&D. Um, but they're theater kids like me, so I was like, no, we're going to be fine, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I mean, these were friends of yours that in college did not play role-playing games. No, and these are actually the people that I have always felt really, really bad because I I was the person who first tried to introduce them to role-playing games, and I did a really bad job. And I think that's a story that I've actually told on mics before is um, when we've talked about evolving GMing styles, right? Um, one of the things that I usually think of as sort of a pivotal moment for me is 
doing all of this planning and all of this work in a D&D game, getting people together. It was the first time that this particular couple had played a game like this. And I absolutely did a terrible dot job jamming it just awful. Um, both because of, uh, the way that I approached it, but also because of my understanding of what GMing meant and the attempt to adhere to that, um, which isn't really the, the GM methodology that works for me personally. I really have got to just be really loosey goosey about it. It was, so it was the experience that taught me that I couldn't plan and also be freewheeling at the same time when people didn't do exactly what I expected them to, right? And so that was before I also understood that I could then just not plan at all, right? And that the solution to I will um, try to railroad people into doing what I want them to is to simply just not plan because then I have no preconceived notions about what they will do. And we're all in this together and I love it, right? But so that was that was actually the GM experience that taught me that I couldn't GM in a traditional way like that, right? It didn't work for me at all. And I pretty much thought that they um, might never play role-playing games again. And I wouldn't have but blamed they, them for it. But they wound up, they wound up playing them like without you. They went off you. and play, uh, played with other people who were obviously, yeah. they, they went and played D&D with other people. I, I played with one of them for a while in a Pathfinder game that was a little wonky online. We ended up kind of just being like, meh, this isn't very much fun. Um, and then they ended up going off and playing D&D with some other folks. Which, again, valid, fair. Like I said, I did a terrible job <laughs> introducing this. Years passed, they went and played D&D with some other people. And then um, and then I'm not sure where that game is for them. I think they're still playing it, but that is also online now. So I just sort of went, you know, low commitment. Could we try a game day? And we played, um, so what we played this year, and we're scheduling again for mid-January of next year, what we played this year was um, a sort of knives out style protocol game. I love protocol for getting people into like storytelling games because the cards still give you prompts. Um, and it still has like some, um, you know, direction on scenes and all of that business and, and some walkthrough stuff. Um, and because you can pick from so many different genres. So we let them pick which things sounded the most interesting to them. We ended up with like a Knives Out style mystery. It was super cool. It was great. I have wonderful stories from it. I still get jazzed talking about it. It was so awesome. Um, and I'm really excited to uh, get together again in January and play again. So I'm really thankful that that initial um, game worked out. And I think to tease that out even a little bit further, um, there's always a moment when you're getting people together um, to play a game together where you know, who may not have never met each other before, which, you know, is true in this scenario, right? Like there are people in this, you know, that, that I was playing with that I have played with for years now. And then, um, you know, these, these other folks who are from, I've known for ages, what, like literally 21 years of my life, right? And I, you know, watched their children be born and grow up and all of these things. So, um, but they've never, we've never crossed those streams before. So it's always interesting to see um, how people kind of get along 
in those scenarios? And if we can jump in and dive in and kind of do that stuff? And how do we work, you know, refiguring out the the social dynamics of, of a table and those kind of things are definitely like kind of in the early stages of figuring that stuff out, but it went really well. And I'm just really thankful for that, because I'm very excited to actually play in person again, sometimes. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome, right? I mean, one, I think it's I, I love my um, in-person group. Uh, I know for a while for your in-person group before it faded away, uh, you tried to do it as a hybrid. And I think that's actually the hardest one. I think if your whole hard. group is online. It was hard, yeah. Or your whole group is at the table. Both of those are easier. And the hybrid is the worst one. It was, it I, was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot I to did, ask. I yeah. did hybrid for a little while. Um it, way back before Zoom, so like when it was even worse to yeah. to try it, and it was Me just too actually. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was never um, never worked. It it never worked. It's it like I feel like it's all or nothing, right? All all in on uh, all in at the table or all, or all online. So anyway, I, I commend you. I commend you for trying to keep that. Um, running. I mean, we did it. We did it for probably about a year, a couple of years, actually. I mean, it was a. But it's tough. Like, it was it hard. Is tough. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I know the people who are in there. They are um, some wonderful and interesting people. And so I think you have the opportunity um, to open up some some pretty amazing games, um, you know, in that in that kind of drama, um, high drama space. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be very much a one shot oriented kind of get together every couple of months game day, but I'm I'm good with that. I will suggest to you that there is a one shot ish style game that you could play campaign style and have a lot of fun, which would be primetime adventures. Interesting. Because you could make because you make (laughs) a TV show. Yeah. And then each each time you get together is an episode that focuses on like a particular like there's a character who's the a plot character yeah so it is like it it like it it has a kind of change up thing it's episodic so you do you do just come together and like let's play an episode of our you know space doctor drama right yeah. and then you have um and then you have you know downtime you know, like you know downtime and whatever and then you come back and you know do another episode but also um it's very dramatic Right. The people in that group would be exceedingly good emulating like a TV drama series. But there is also so many games that I want to play. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. And I I used to play so many games. I don't know if I can quite encompass the, the change that happened when Andy and I stopped doing She's a Super Geek. Um I stopped playing all these one shots all the time. And I so we were playing a lot of games both in that group. And then also we were playing a lot of games for SAS geek and like, I miss it, right? Like we used to go through a lot of games and I had I now have games just accumulating that I haven't played. And I'm like, sure. ah, so I don't know what we'll necessarily go for next. It might be, um, space ambulance, which looks really fun, uh, which is a Jason Morningstar, um, space ambulances but it's but it's 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 um oh no what's the what's the hospital drama um i the ward 
No, I'm, I'm thinking of, because it, the, the game is about the drama between the people on the space ambulance as they go on ambulance runs, right? And sure. I'm like totally here for that. But I think it would also be really fun to play action movie world with this crew. Like, oh. really fun. Well, um, you know, the next time I'm out, um, the next time I'm out, I will happily, <laughs> I will happily, I'm not that you couldn't, but. Um, I could, but you're really good at running action movie <laughs> That is a game. That is a game that, that I am a, particularly you are, uh, adept in. You so. are more steeped in the genre in a way that is just, it, it, it glides, right? Like yep. it just goes whoosh. I would be, I would be honored <laughs> to come out and run for that group. Oh man, that would be really cool. Let's let's try to make that happen. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, tell me something that you're thankful for. I am. So I think I think the thing I'm most thankful for gaming-wise. Yeah, yeah, we're on gaming right now, right? Right. So the thing I'm most thankful for gaming-wise is that um one, I'm gonna do this as a two-parter because I kind of related. One, okay. Um, this year I carried over into 2023 three ongoing campaigns. Yeah, you did. Like we ended we ended last year and I was running Knights Black Agents, I was running Ox, and I was running Long Live the Queen. And um it is now November of 2023. My Knights Black Agents game concluded uh with a great um with a great epic uh battle against the vampires. My ox game also concluded when the, uh, when the, um, what do I always refer to them as the scientists, mm -hmm. right? When they, um, saved their solar system, um, and gained the literal power of creation, which was pretty wild. Um, and that had like a really good ending and we're still playing long live the queen. Yeah, we are. With kind like, of no end in sight, which is fine, just to be clear. No, until until some point where we want to just like freeze that game and just go try another game. Like right. for now, we're just playing this game. Right. Um, but that was like, those are three long running campaigns. And two of them I got to bring to very satisfying conclusions. And yeah. uh, it's it's rare enough to get a any campaign to a satisfying conclusion, let alone two in one year. So um, I feel I am very thankful um, of my players because none of this would actually have been possible without my players. Um, I'm very thankful of my players for um, doing a great job playing the game, um, helping me shape the game right like i mean there are many ideas and stuff i came up with but there's just as many ideas that i took away from you know stars and wishes and used to shape the games so you know again none of it would have been possible without the awesome players that i have at my table at all three of my tables including you Aww, um thanks <laughs> so yeah and you know it's tough um Campaign endings are always tricky. Maybe one day we'll do a whole uh, whole episode on, you know, getting a good campaign ending. I know we've done it on the Misdirected Mark. Uh, it that, was... That would for be an Knights episode Black where I just interview you, right? <laughs> for, for Knights Black Agents, uh, it reached a very... Like, it was pointed um, at a climactic battle with the vampires and we just, like, we got there. Right. Yeah. We got there and did it and it was done. Yeah. And for Ox, I wasn't 100 percent sure how it was going to end, but I knew we were getting very close to the end because um, we were starting to run out of mystery, like yeah. all of the meta plot. Yeah. 
of the game had kind of um, been explored and there was a certain amount of um, closure that occurred. And then that kind of signaled. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it was time. And you know what? I wasn't 100% sure if the session that was going to end it was going to be the ending session. But in retrospect, it was perfect. Like it was um, it was a case of we were playing the game and it was like super dramatic session um, in a couple different fronts. And it all concluded. And I was like, huh, like I looked at the table and I was like, I think we only have the epilogue left. Yeah. Like, I think everything else has kind of been done. Um, and with Bob's character ascending, which means that he had like this, like godlike information, like there wasn't really a point to making roles. No, he, for... could, he could change the laws of physics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Universally. So, <laughs> like... Yeah. So it was like, well, at this point, like, I think we're, um, what you call it? I think we're done. Right. Yeah. I think we're set. Let's let's do. And we did a really nice epilogue to kind of understand. In fact, we did the epilogue, I think, like one year, five years and 25 years. Yeah. Um, like in turns around the table. And it wasn't anything that I had planned out. We just kind of did it and winged it. Um, but it was good and it was really satisfying. And I'm a little sad that game is done, but also there was nothing else left for that game to do. Like, yeah, I'm sad I'm not running it, but there's nothing else like there's nothing else that could be done in that space. It's it is like a movie that has reached the end and there is no like you should not have a sequel. Yeah, I was going to say. A sequel will only ruin <laughs> this, right? Like it so. ended in the right place and you just got to let it go because you got to go while you still just want a little bit more. You yeah, don't give them the more. <laughs> and I'm really proud of it. It was a um, the whole thing. Like no, no, nothing about that game should have worked, right? Right. It was a throwaway line because I wanted to learn how to play Cortex. And I kept doing this thing about like, oh, what if we played super scientists, like trying to prevent a fire cane from, you know, hitting a town? Like exactly those words, fire cane. Like, I don't know what a fire cane is, but sure. Like that, you know, like that's our problem. Sure. And the guys, you know, and I, I was like, well, we should come up with a, you know, a setting. And the guys were like, well, why don't we do that setting? And I was like... All right, I okay. guess so. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, all right. I guess if that's like if that's what you guys want to do. And then we made like a really bold decision while we were doing the setup for the game where we were like, you know what? No, no combat. Yeah. This game has no combat. Combat is not used to solve problems, only science and yeah. social stuff. And that was another like big like that to me was another bold move because I don't know if I've run any other game where combat or violence wasn't a possibility. Even if it wasn't the main possibility, it was like always on the table. An option. Yeah. Right. But this one was clearly not. And that in some ways, like I was like, how's that going to work? Um, and it did. And then like, it just kept going, like it just kept working. And we went from solving simple disasters, simple disasters, like for these guys, right? Like fire canes <laughs> and stuff like that. Yes, but then, but then I had also like created this whole meta plot about the, um, the aliens that came before everybody. And like, they explored all of that. Like it was, it was a lot, right? Like we did a lot with the game and I'm super proud of it. And, um, because of cortex licensing, like we can't publish it in any form. Um, 
if anyone from Cortex was interested in talking to us about it, like I would happily collaborate with, you know, um, the publishing company for Cortex to to make a thing um, because I am super proud of him. We did kind of come up with a couple of our own custom rules um, for doing the super geniuses, the super genius checks and things like that. Like, I think it's viable, but like we can't like I can't just turn it out from encoded. So that's the only and I'm not sad about that um, because it was it was never intended to be a game I was going to publish. It was intended to be a game to play with friends. But with it done, I am proud of kind of the story behind it, like the history and all that. I, I would I would not be opposed to turning it out into something that others could others could play. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if you could do maybe even a setting book or something. They they do these setting books like like internally. And I would love um, if that was an opportunity that came to us, um, I would love to um, put something like that together. Yeah. Cool. So awesome. Do you have another gaming one? Um, yeah, I think honestly, this is related to what you just said, but it, it it was my second thing before you even said the stuff that you said. So, um, my second one is actually just the fact that we have kept this game going, the long live the queen game that we've been playing, right? Like it's still going and it's still going, um, despite the fact that it's online. And I think, um, and this is like an, uh, a perception that, I've been meaning to write a Gnome Stew article about that I haven't written yet, but I've started writing occasionally drafting, um, which is despite the potential challenges of playing a one-on-one game, right? Um, Which, you know, there are some challenges of playing a one-on-one game that are, you know, realistically exist. And then there are parts that are just sort of perception stuff, right? Like that they don't last or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I am really enjoying that game and I'm really thankful that we're still playing it and I'm having a lot of fun doing it with you. <laughs> I mean, I'm super excited about it. I had ne- I have never run a sustained one-on-one game before. Exactly. Like that has never yeah, been a exactly. thing I've ever done. Uh, and I learned a ton about how to do it. And it turned out Cortex was actually really good for that too. Yeah, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good system for it, especially as I've gotten better at using some of the rules. Um, well, and we also, I mean, look, we're not hardcore on it, but it's like just enough rules that when we want to do something tense, like when we just did that last um, oh man, session castle with infiltration, the, yeah, <sighs> with the break with breaking out somebody from a prison, it was exciting. It but was then also. Exciting. It's just enough that if we need to do like a single role, like, you know, for um, a seduction or for getting information out of someone, like it also handles that really well. Yeah. So I, I actually I actually like it for I like it a lot for that game. I'm not saying we have to we would have to play every game in Cortex ever for the rest of our lives, but that game works really well in Cortex and it's like just crunchy enough that it's. Uh, interesting and exciting to me, but not so crunchy that you wouldn't play it. Yeah, which is the right balance for the <laughs> yeah. two of us to play it's, a game it's together. Really <laughs> dialed into the sweet spot of like, because sometimes we sometimes we do a bunch of um, scene work, and then I'm like, all right, cool, set up a role, let's see how that went. Yeah, and then other times, like for this um, breakout. It was like, okay, here are like five activities that have to happen and you're going to make rolls for each of these. Yeah, and it's timed. 
Right. And we're going like, to do a time test, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which does raise the tension because, you know, it was getting out and because it was timed meant that I left some evidence behind from a one um, that I didn't want to leave behind. But I didn't I, I ended up in a situation where I was like, well, I'd rather leave that evidence behind then run out of time to get out of here. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was good. That was super good. Anyway, so yeah, I'm really, I'm thankful both that we have that game and that it has worked out and that it's still going, right? Like, I just, I think it's pretty wild. It is honestly, I think since college, the longest campaign I have played in, right? Um, that has been, that has continued to be um, engaging and entertaining and something that I do want to keep coming back to over and over again. Um, so that's a big deal to me, right? I think it's pretty great. No, I, it's awesome. It's awesome. And it's, it's really fun to play. And I actually really enjoy, um, that you and I have it. And I don't want to say weekly because we don't always play it every week, but we play it on the weeks when we have time. Right. We're pretty Um, flexible about it because, in the same way that you may have noticed that our recording has gotten a little bit patchy as we're starting to come up into the holidays, right? Like life sometimes gets in the way um, and that's okay. But it's also a lot easier with two people to be like, maybe we should just not play tonight, right? Then if you have yeah. like five people and you're like, what's the quorum and all those things, you know, it's like, okay, we're busy, we're tired, whatever it is. Um, we've, okay. we've also reached the momentum where missing yeah. a week the doesn't do anything for the game. Yeah. The it's game like, is not nope, dying. Game's fine. I'm very confident in that now, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. So that was you. Yes. Um, another thing I am grateful for. So I think, see if I, I'm going to try to do a good job of explaining this. One of the things I'm grateful for is that over the course of this year, and I give, um, I give Sneezak a lot of credit for this most of the credit for this um, is I'm having a greater appreciation. Hmm, let see how to say this correctly. I'm understanding the di- the different parts of contributions to games. And what I mean by that is like, I am a very good GM. Um, I can, I, I will say that as uncomfortably as it is for me to give myself a compliment on anything. No, but you should. Um, good job. <laughs> thanks. But what I've come to learn in the last year is that at my best, when it comes to prep, the best I can produce is a good game. And let me explain. Whatever I write down, whatever thoughts I have, whatever plot lines, stories or whatever, at best, if I had a table of dead fish, it would it would be a good game, Mm -hmm. not a great game, not you know, amazing, whatever. It would just, it would be a good game, right? So I am competent enough to produce a good game regardless of table. But what I've really come to appreciate in this last year of gaming, um, and this includes um, the games I've run for you guys, plus the public access game that Chris is running that I'm playing in, is that what takes a game from good to great to amazing, right? Or above, right? Whatever that difference is what happens at the table. Now that's not all players because, well, it is if you count the GM as a player, but it is what the players do. It is how the GM plays off of it and that back and forth conversation, right? So if I had a terrible plot and a great group, I can still have a good game, right? But if I have all of my prep and story and stuff in place and I'm good, I can have amazing games with players. 
Conversely, if my players are not dialed in um, or aren't interacting well at the table or something like that, my good game might just be like pretty good, a little better kind of thing, right? Like it'll just, so I'm really coming to appreciate the two parts of this, right? Because on one hand, people will be like, well, that just proves like just like just improv. Mm, Well, that's not. Yes. But what that means is I'm starting pretty low and this group has to be fucking great to be great. Right. (laughs) Um, But if I but if I can build a foundation that's good and we then improv off that foundation, we can do some real fucking magic. Like we can really get to some places and I'm coming to appreciate that because over the course of like 10 years, I've had that pendulum swing both ways where I'm going to prep everything and the players can just be dead fish and I will prep nothing and we will just play and be marvelous. And while both of those actually work and both of those are perfectly fine, I'm coming to appreciate that there is this middle ground of a certain amount of, and I've used this word before, foundational prep, Mm -hmm. right? That sets the game at a certain level and that you can then play off of to make a great game. Because I don't think I could wing Ox with the meta story. Right. And I don't think I could have winged my conspiracy for um, Knight's Black Agents for it to be as great as they were. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm coming to learn is like there's only and what it's telling me not to get too far into this, but what it's telling me is that I don't need to overdo. And again, I've always been a person who said, like, prep what you need. But what I'm coming to learn is what blocks I need to have in my prep to make it that solid foundation in order to make the table play that much better. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So I'm really coming to appreciate this. Chris was on it before I was, and he's been talking about it for a while. And just through Children of the Shroud, through public access and my other games, our game, I'm starting to see where my prep needs to be to make a really good foundation. Yeah. And then what do I need to do at the table to use that prep plus what's getting generated at the table to elevate the game. Yeah. So. That's, that is a great place to be, I think. And I, and I, and hint when we, when we get to January and talk about wishes for next year, Uh um, I will probably be interested in exploring this, um, what's called exploring this space further. Yeah. Cool. Should we wrap up here? I'm trying to think if I had one more. um, Oh, you know what? I will say this. I I have one more quick one if you want to do quick ones. Yeah, do a quick one. You do a quick one, I'll do a quick one. Right. Here's my quick one. Um, My quick one is actually Children of the Shroud. I'm thankful for Children of the Shroud um, because I'm really, really enjoying listening to it. And I am not currently playing as many games, as I said, as I have um, in the past. Um, And... As always, actual play tends to fill in those gaps for me. And Children of the Shroud is so good, it has just taken over my actual playlisting. Um, Like, I have listened to every single one of those episodes multiple times, just so you know. 
um, more than once, every single one of them. Um, and I'm really excited to keep hearing what happens. Um, cause I know we're kind of coming up on some climaxes on there too. So, yep. That's my quick I know one. what I've recorded that you haven't heard yet. You're going to be like, I know. <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, actually it's funny because that was my other one. I was also thankful for was going to be children of the shroud. Um, it's um it's tough for me because um it's still a performance. Yes. Right. It's not as relaxing for me to run that game as it is, like for instance, to run one of my Sunday games or to yeah. run a game for you, right? It's not yeah. relaxing like that. No. Um I'm very grateful that people are enjoying it. Um it does take a little bit to put it out there, like I have written a lot of words about being a good GM. Um, and I finally, you know, 10 years later, had to put my money where my mouth is. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, and, I think you're doing it. <laughs> and, and GM something, you know, of good quality. Um, so it was a little daunting to do that. Um, and I, what I think I'm grateful for is one, I'm grateful for Chris editing it. Like, I, I assure you, that it doesn't sound like that when we record it, right? Well, like, I mean, yeah, that's actual play. I I, I used to do that, right? And I used to also yes. edit that. Like, I, I'm well aware. Chris is doing a wonderful job editing yes. that show. Of course he he's, is. He's, yeah. he's killing the, the editing on yeah. it, right? I'm thankful to um, all three of them for... Um, being some real ass characters, right? Yeah. I am, I am not having to drag anyone through that game. No um, dead fish. No dead fish, right? That like that table is amazing, um, and I'm also thankful. Um, we don't do it so much now in the game because the game is like taken on its own life. Yes. But in the beginning, I used a lot of input from the Slack room for the game, and I haven't had to go back to it because. We've we've hit that tipping point in the game where it's like the game is now doing its thing. Yes, like, it's I running. Am, it, it's, I am the story is off and running. Right, like, correct. There's no stopping just, it. <laughs> I'm doing what the story now demands. Yes, um, but the reason we got there, um, and the reason we got there, I think so quickly was so many people donated so many things from the NPCs to the character background questions to the two questions that formed uh, story three, which was like a pivotal moment yeah, in, in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, n like all of that was um, a group effort. Yeah. So very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the experience. Uh, I don't think I ever want to be a full-time APGM. Like I am not, I am not, um, I am not Brendan, um, Brendan Lee Mulligan. I'm not Brendan Lee Mulligan. I don't think you're going to catch me doing like season after season of GMing. I'm happy that you all have gotten the chance to, um, see me perform, uh, but perform like that is not, um, my most comfortable, my most comfortable type of performance is like this, right. Where we're chatting. Yeah. Um, so I will do it again. I will do it again at some point in the future, but I do not like, I'm not going to be a forever, um, APGM. So I'm, I'm very grateful that everything has worked out well from the <laughs> editing to the help from the room to, you know, the three players who are, um, slaying their fucking characters, um, have made my job, uh, infinitely easier. All I have to do is kind of keep up with those guys and keep laying down an interesting story ahead of them. So, yeah. 
Cool. Cool. I guess with yeah. all that said, um, yes. happy American Thanksgiving if you are celebrating uh, that, if that is a holiday yes. that that you do. Um, if not, then I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And uh, yeah. Also, um, if you want to, um, either on social media, in Slack, or, you know, just to us or whatever, um, let us know what your um, thanks gaming um, moments are for this year. Yeah. What are you thankful for? Yeah, we'd love to hear um, that. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. That stuff always feels good. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. Senda, in order for us to move along, uh, we need to talk about another show on the network. So uh, what do you got? Yeah. Um, well, it feels appropriate to call this one out right now. On Misdirected Mark Plays, Phil, Chris, Bob, and Jerry play and discuss a campaign they've created and are playing. Currently, Children of the Shroud. Um, if you are behind on that show and you just want to catch up on the AP, spoilers, the actual play releases every other week. Um, they range between about an hour to half an hour. You will catch up pretty quickly if you're going on a road trip this week just saying uh <laughs> i've heard it's entertaining it's very good especially like listening to it straight through like whoo snap anyway so um just just a, a suggestion and so basically what that means is now that instead of just hearing them talk about the theory of gaming and game mastering of the games they're playing that you don't know what it is you actually get to hear what they're doing at the table and then hear them talk about it which is great Put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> All right. I would be like, um, oh, no, someday I'll have to do that. Except, no, there's an entire five-year run of me being a GM off and on and playing and everything. I think people have a sufficiency of data to make up their minds you about have me. Done, you have done your <laughs> have bit for king and country. my part for queen and country. There you go. That's I what like I, that even better. Because I am a carnation. <laughs> and there you go. You uh, are a carnation. And, 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 By the way, that's the, that's the, the name the of Queen's our carnations. Okay. Yes. Hey, we got to wrap this the rest of this yes. thing up. Say, Senda. Yes. Tell me the one place where people can find us on the internet. Yeah. If you want to find us across any social media platform, you can find us at misdirectedmark.com slash panda, which is essentially our link tree. We just didn't put it on link tree because I wanted to make it look cooler than that. That was really judgmental of me, and I'm going to walk it back a little bit. But anyway, you can find all of our social media links at misdirectedmark.com slash panda, um, both for the show and for us personally. And our email, if you would like to send us a topic directly instead of engaging in any of that social media stuff, that is fine, too. Uh, yeah. And Phil, once they find that information, what can they do with it? Uh, yeah, you should send us a question, a idea, topic, something that uh, you would like to know more about, something you're struggling with, something you would just like to be better at. Something you'd um, like to hear us chat about for no reason yeah, at all. It's fine. Yeah, whatever whatever your reason is. Like, we're not super picky about the why. Um, but what we are here for is to help you uh, play more, better games, right? So what we want to do is take those topics and we will apply our many decades of game mastering, game design, and uh, GM advice knowledge. And uh, we will, uh, it, you know, break it open, break it down, um, and help you out. Like, we're going to give you a bunch of information to try to make it as usable as possible so that you can play more, better games, because that is 
what we are here for. At the end of the day, the reason we exist is for you guys to be able to take this advice and go play more better games because we want you to be in the hobby and we want you to enjoy it. And the best way to do that is if you're having a good time. So hopefully the advice we give you helps you have a better time. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to our Slack room for life. You can join us on the Friday's social hour. Sometimes we talk about gaming. (laughs) Sometimes we don't. I like to preface that because sometimes I think people get on there and they're like, oh, it's going to be a big gaming day. And it's like, meh. Sometimes it's like, times. what have you been baking, Schmitty? Like... (laughs) And, and really, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it, the origin of that thing came during the pandemic when we were actually taking care of each other. And it wasn't really a gaming topic thing. It was really about connect, connections and self-care. And so there's still a lot of that rooted into um, into that call. But anyway, you can come join us and just say hi, or you can just hit the Slack room and check us out. Like a lot of conversations going in a lot of different rooms, but you can jump in and say hi. You also get access to other things um, at different levels of the Patreon. You can hit all the uh, Children of the Shroud stuff. There's a bunch of uh, information there, uh, including our Cortex custom rules and some history and stuff like that. You can totally do all that stuff if you're interested. And at the developer level, there is uh, stuff that we are working on um, you and I are slowly working on Turning Point. Chris mm-hmm. is working on the Lamplighter system. Uh, also, Chris took from, from me um, Sphinx of Black Quartz, Judge My Vow. So I think he's going to turn that out into one of the um, one of our little settings that people can use for a game. Yeah. Um, I had fun running it. Um, and uh, I was like, here, take it. I If you can make a thing out of it, knock, <laughs> knock yourself right. out. Go wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go wild. So, uh, yeah. So there's all those things. So. If you're a patron of the show, thank you very much. If you're unable to patron the show, we understand fully. There's a thing you can do that helps us out immensely. As we always say, some of you are a direct benefit of this. Senda, what is that thing? Well, you could leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice wherever you listen to the show. And that's kind of like telling a stranger, hey, this is this cool show that you should totally listen to. But if you'd like to be a little bit more pointed about that, you could also just tell someone specifically, either when they, you know, are posting about things um, like, what show should I listen to? I don't want an AP and I want something system agnostic, you know, whatever it is. Um, Throw our name in the loop if you think that we are a good match. We really appreciate that as well or just tell a friend if if you still have friends you haven't told yet you should probably tell them yes <laughs> you know you could just tell people at the thanksgiving table oh, maybe yeah. you could maybe you could be you'll listening. run into your cousin who plays role-playing games and be like hey by the way i don't know if you heard but there's this great podcast you should give it a listen to just saying you could be at the thanksgiving table listening to pandas talking games what if the turkey isn't ready, <laughs> right? What if the turkey's not ready and everybody's getting kind of anxious? You could be like, hey, hang on. I got a thing. And right. then you could put us on. Look, yeah. we have a Thanksgiving episode. It's perfect. Yeah, Timely. Could just listen. Seasonally <laughs> appropriate. 100%. 100%. Okay. That's excellent idea. Okay, great. Um, Good. Say, Senda, mm-hmm. um, what, when are we going to play um, Long Live the Queen next? Whew. Whew. Let's break out the calendars and take it.
This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Clicky. Okay. Now, we can just keep didn't going. You just say, didn't you just say we were on a time schedule? Yeah, because your alarm's going to go off in the living room. It is. And then is, whether, is, is. whether your mic picks it up or not, you're going to have to tell it to stop. I am. I am. I'm going to have to get up, walk out and tell it to stop. Okay. So let's just be faster than, let's be faster than the proofing time of my bread. Yes. All right. Bloop. All right. Let's align and get room noise. Yep. One. Two. Now do it again. <laughs> it's fine. It was a two. I just, no. you said one and I was yawning. Redo. Okay. Are you done yawning? Yes. I think okay. so. Now that you're asking me, I'm worried. Keep going. Bloop. Boy, see, because you were like, don't yawn, I had the strong <clears throat> urge to yawn again. And then the moment we got through the numbers, I yawned again. Okay. All right. Here we go. Bloop. There we go. Bloop. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got.